Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Golden State of Mind, the podcast that focuses on mindset and improving your future. Now, how many of you guys out there um, obviously want to do better in life, want to grow, want to achieve, want to be successful and do all these type of things, which is why you're listening to the podcast. But how many of you guys want to be great out there? Amazing. The top 1% of whatever it is you do, that could be being a mom, a dad, a teacher, that could be an educator, it could be whatever you do for, for work, contractors, tattoo artists, painters, uh, athletes, sports, whatever it is you do. So many people want to be great. And today's going to be a double topic uh, episode, and it's going to be about how sometimes that isn't the best end result, even though a lot of times in our head we want to be number one at whatever it is we do. But um, today we're going to switch it up a little bit and I'm going to show you a couple different perspectives that go opposite of some of the other episodes that I did recently. So I did an episode uh, a few episodes back. If you scroll back, you'll see it. It was about how to become a specialist. Today I'm going to go a little bit opposite of that for those who may not have that opportunity or not in the position to become a specialist yet or maybe that's just not what they want to do so today i'm going to talk about somewhat being a generalist and being able to do a little bit of everything and how that could benefit you and then i'm going to talk a little bit about chasing greatness and how it can actually hurt you if you take it too far a little bit of everything is good but too much of something can end up hurting you or being bad so let's start out by being a generalist. For, for those that don't know, generalists, they can do a little bit of everything, but they're not amazing at just one thing. But they have a full spectrum of a lot of different topics, a lot of different tasks, a lot of different jobs that they're able to get done, and they're pretty decent at it. Enough to get by, maybe a little bit better than average. So while we are trying to become the best at what we do, we always strive to be number one. We always try to be the top 1%. We always strive to achieve and accomplish as much as we can. And a lot of times that leads us to unreached goals, um, lowering our self-esteem, always being upset because we can't reach the top of the mountain. And we're always left trying to, to keep up to this this perspective we have of success that we can never physically achieve and it makes us um, the complete opposite of motivation to some people it breaks us down it makes us self-doubt ourselves. it makes us second guess what we do if we're good at it or not and it can put you into a depression mode it could put you into a sad funk it can pretty much break you down instead of build you up the complete opposite some people it works both ways a lot of people in this newer time is a lot more sensitive of a time that we're going through so a lot of people it has negative effects on them when they try to be number one they try to be the best at what they do it ends up hurting them and then because they can't reach these goals and obtain these goals they end up giving up quitting and just beating themselves up and taking it very personal a large amount of people are going to fail at trying to be number one because number one is a very temporary spot. 
you can achieve number one. But as soon as you get to being number one at what you do, there's always going to be somebody after that spot to be number one. There's always going to be somebody who wants to dethrone you and who wants to be on the top as well. So, so being on top is very short lived and you can only sustain it for so long because eventually someone else is going to knock you out of that spot and it becomes a constant battle. So if you ever obtain that, you must appreciate it for being able to do it. And then from there, you can go about figuring out how to maintain it as long as possible. So because most people are never going to be that top 1%, they're not going to be the most insane, amazing individual at what they do. Another option would be to focus on being a generalist. And a generalist is someone who is able to do a little bit of everything and be overall well balanced. This is another great way to start a business because you usually have little cash and resources to use. So you have to learn how to do everything versus someone who's more established may have more resources and they can pay people to do other jobs and tasks for them. An example would be for me. When I first started tattooing, I did everything. I bought my supplies. I cleaned the shop. I set up everything. I broke down everything. I did all the tattoos. I designed. I did every little thing that had to be done in my business. I learned how to use a computer. I learned how to edit photos. I learned how to do Photoshop. I learned how to do whatever it is I needed in order to make my art and tattoo it. Now, that's being very resourceful. Am I amazing at any one of those things? In my opinion, no, I am not. But I know how to do everything to almost about 80%, which if you're looking at grades, it would be a B. And if I, you could do everything to at least a B standard, I think that is enough of an understanding to where you're better than the average person, you have a little bit higher skill or education at it, and it's enough to where you don't have to continue to master it and you can move on to the next next task and learn that one till it gets to 80% and move on again. And so by doing this, you now become above average at a lot of different skills and you're then able to use these skills to be well-rounded. For me, I specialize in Japanese style tattoos. I'm above average from just a regular tattooer who doesn't do it. That's my, my main source of what I enjoy tattooing. But the same thing, when I first started tattooing, I was a generalist and I did everything because I would rather be tattooing, working, making money, and being productive versus being very picky and not doing certain tattoos at that time. If you wanted writing, I learned how to do writing to an 80% standard to where I was better than average, but I can do it well. I learned how to do color. I learned how to do animals. I learned how to do traditional. I learned how to do portraits. I learned how to do realism, watercolor. You go down the list of all the different styles. I learned how to do every single one to an 80 degree standard so that if someone was to come in, I would feel comfortable doing it. They would be happy with the result because it was above average. And I know that I was capable of doing it. And by doing that, it helped my business tremendously 
to grow because I was able to take on everybody who inquired for an appointment. Instead of saying, no, I can't do that. No, I don't want to do that. No, that's not not what I'm into. I'm not capable. My skill level is not there yet. Instead of turning people away, I was able to take everybody in. And by doing that, my snowball kept growing and growing and growing. And over the years, it's accumulated to now we can do everything, but I now focus mostly on Japanese. And that's because I was able to hire more people and now they can focus on the specialties that they enjoy doing, whether it's realism, writing, Japanese portraits, or whatever it is that they do. We now have a specific guy for each job to do it. When you're a generalist, you're able to take on more. And by doing that, the momentum continues to move forward. And that's how you're able to grow. In the beginning, you're not able to have a picky appetite on work. You should just be happy that work is coming in. So being a generalist is very good in the beginning because you're able to grow at a rapid pace. You're building skills, you're building everything, and so you're able to take on as much as possible. That's how being a generalist can help you. All these small wins add up, it builds momentum, it builds self-confidence, it builds experience. You're able to use all these things to grow and improve and better yourself and get to the next level. So if being a specialist isn't for you, it's not a one-way road where that's the only way to be successful. You can find another road and see what works for you. Challenge yourself to see how you operate and how this can benefit you. I use this same practice in my personal life when I try to balance everything out with my, my personal life, my relationship, my kids, my job, my health, everything that is going on in my life. I try to withhold everything to an 80% standard because that allows me to have some sort of high balance. Because if I am extremely amazing at one of the categories, I will then hurt myself and slack off in another category because so much time, effort, and energy is put in to the first one. And now I'm becoming amazing at this one category in my life, but the other ones tend to suffer and they drop to a 70 or a 60%, which is now lower or considered failing. And in order to have balance, everything needs to be aligned and held to a similar or somewhat close level. And that's how I try to be a generalist when it becomes my personal life and how to balance. Balance falls into being a generalist. And this is always about, I always tell you guys, it's always about finding balance. And I'm not trying to obtain the category of being amazing or being great or being the number one tattoo artist in the world. Am I trying to be great and good and the best at it? Absolutely. But is that title obtainable? I don't think so because it's an opinion-based title. To someone in the world, I could be the most amazing artist. And to someone else, I could be the worst artist in the world. And it really just falls under me. As long as I'm moving forward, that's all that makes me happy because I know I'm growing and improving. Now, balance is my number one priority. Now we're switching gears into the next category of how being amazing can hurt you. Because if you are amazing at one task, if you're a specialist in one category and the rest of your life or business or whatever it is, is below average, you are now going to hurt. And this is why. 
using life as an example again, if I was amazing at just my career and I was above and beyond and over a 100%, 110%, killing it, nonstop, machine, seven days a week, other things in my life will start to fail. My health, my health will start to suffer if I'm not making it a priority, if I'm not eating right, if I'm not sleeping right. My relationship will tend to suffer because I'm not spending time with my significant other, I'm not spending time with my kids, I'm not spending time on my personal hobbies or activities that I do. So all these categories are going to start to suffer because I'm putting so much time, effort, and energy into my career. Now, for a short-term goal, it's obtainable and it's okay because it's a negotiation. Hey, you know what? We want to buy this house. So we're going to grind super hard for the next two months to make it happen. Or for the next six months, we're going to make it happen. We may not be going out as much. We may not be spending money. We may be making sacrifices in order to make this goal a reality. Are you okay with that? And if your significant other says yes, you guys cannot be mad at each other when you're not going out on date nights, when you're not doing things because you're making a goal to make this happen. Now, once it passes that six-month goal, you have to go back to learning how to find the balance. And that's with building everything in all those categories, your health, your mental, your physical, your time, your energy, your relationships, your kids, your parents, everything that goes in into what is a, a normal life. When you focus on being great, everyone knows you for that one thing. Um, you know, musicians are known for their amazing capability of music. Athletes are known for what they're able to do on the court or on the field. But do you ever hear how they're doing as parents? Are they good parents? Are they bad parents? Are they good husbands? Are they bad husbands? Are they good wives? Are they bad wives? Are they making their health a priority while becoming a billionaire? Are they doing things to have mental health? and still maintain their sanity. We don't hear about all these other categories because we're so focused on how great they are at the titles that they have. No one thinks about the, the Kobe Bryant's of how he is out of the court. Um, you know, no one thinks of how the actors, you know, are out the movie screen. We don't know how these people are on their personal lives. And that's where imbalance kicks in and that's where problems occur in their personal life so when you're chasing greatness remember always chase it but to a level or an extent of awareness because success and greatness does not mean anything if you have to sacrifice these categories in order to obtain it if i want to be a millionaire that's a great goal to have but I should not sacrifice my health in order to obtain it. I should not sacrifice my relationship or my kids in order to obtain it, if that makes sense. These goals are great to have, but we need to remember that it is not the only thing that matters. And being in people's lives, having a normal life, having a healthy life is extremely important in order to balance and build long-term happiness, longevity, and overall building something that will last a lifetime. So today is a little bit opposite of some of the other episodes I spoke, but like I said, one way 
doesn't always mean the right way. And now it's not a one size fits all. There's so many different ways and directions that each of us can use to try to grow and improve. And I think it's very important to find balance and find a way to do it without hurting people around us or without sacrificing things in order to obtain them. So if you're not trying to be the number one person, it's okay to be the top five. It's okay to still be great in your perspective and in your eyes. And trying to build a a long-term legacy, you can still do that without being number one. I'm nowhere close to number one. Just say I'm top 10. I'm number nine. I'm still doing great as number nine. I don't have to be number one. Number one, they can have that spot. Because number nine is is pretty good compared to the other thousands and millions of people out there. I'll take number nine and I will be happy to have a family. I'll be happy to have my health. I'll be happy to be able to do things and have peace of mind and quiet and mental health and have an overall balance. Whereas number three, number two, and number one are constantly stressed out because they're always fighting for that top spot. They're always trying to be the best. They're putting tons of extra time and hours and energy into that category and the other categories are starting to slip and fall. So think of a different way with this episode. Think of how this can apply to you. Think of how you can use this in your career. Think of how you can use this in your personal life and try to find a way to make it benefit you. All right, guys, short and simple, straight to the point. I hope you guys enjoy. Win the day. (laughs) 